Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean. Inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron. Offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. And by Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 666. Nothing satanic in that except for the weather that's uh, been affecting us here in eastern Massachusetts. We're starting off this morning in congratulatory mode, beginning with congratulations to the American Birding Association's Young Birder of the Year Award winners. There are two winners, and we're especially thrilled to congratulate Adam Dalla from Coquitlam, British Columbia, Canada. He's the North American Young Birder of the Year in the 11 to 13-year-old age group. He's 12, and he happens to be one of our Talking Birds ambassadors. Kudos to you, Adam. And to Teodelina Martelli, from Thousand Oaks, California. She's 16, and she's the American Birding Association Young Birder of the Year in the 14 to 18 age group. Congratulations, Adam and Teo Delina, from all of us here at Talking Birds. And a little round of applause. We also have congratulations going out today to our first Make Your Own Swag contest winner. For folks displaying Talking Birds patches on their hats, shirts or jackets or in the case of our first winner on a spotting scope cover and sending us a photo with patch attached congratulations to kevin reardon who sent us a spectacular picture of himself at 5500 feet up in the front range of the southern rocky mountains where he and his wife roxanne monitor golden eagles round of applause for kevin there We'll be sending Kevin a copy of Noah Stricker's amazing book, Birding Without Borders, about Noah's global big year of birding. And Kevin is also eligible, as is everyone who sends in a photo, for our Make Your Own Swag Contest grand prize of a Celestron Hummingbird Micro Spotting Scope. If you'd like to enter our Make Your Own Swag Contest, just send an email request for a Talking Birds iron-on patch to ray at talkingbirds.com. We'll send a patch with contest instructions included. Deadline for entry is April 15th at midnight. Here's something from our Not About Birds department. Well, not directly about birds. We admit we're a bit obsessed around here about the scourge of plastic pollution. But it's hard not to be when you consider, for example, as we mentioned last week, that about 8 million metric tons of plastic waste are entering our oceans from land each year. That's about 17 billion pounds. And that 90% of all seabirds have ingested some form of plastic. And that if we continue on pace by the year 2050, there will be more plastic in our oceans by weight than fish. And that growing evidence suggests that decomposing plastics are creating serious global health problems. But we have a little good news about plastic today. We learned it uh, from our friend Valerie Peck in Plymouth, Massachusetts, just down the road from our Talking Birds radio studio. It concerns a supermarket in the Netherlands that has done something that no other supermarket has done before. And as a result, we're offering 
our humble Talking Birds Conservation Salute of the Week to the Amsterdam-based Eco Plaza supermarket chain, whose Amsterdam store has become the first supermarket in the world to offer an entire aisle of groceries in plastic-free packaging. Their plastic-free aisle offers 700 grocery staples, including meat, produce, dairy, and snacks, packaged in glass, metal, cardboard, or compostable biomaterials. According to multiple published reports, the company plans to create plastic-free aisles in all 74 of its stores by the end of this year. And they promise they will not pass the additional cost of the alternative packaging on to their customers. Sounds like progress, and so a Talking Birds conservation salute to the Eco Plaza supermarket chain. And thanks again, Val, for letting us know about this little bit of good news in the war on plastic pollution. Meanwhile, out in the backyard, we heard from our friend Candy Powell down in the Ocean State this week. She's a Talking Birds ambassador in beautiful Jamestown, Rhode Island. She heard us talking about suet last week and wanted to, wanted to share some comments. She says, in part, I was glad to hear mention of using suet from the butcher because that is what I have used exclusively for 30-plus years. Not sure where I got the original idea, but this suet is less expensive and, for me, as easy as the suet cakes. I buy bulk chunks of suet and cut them into pieces and place them in a bag in the freezer. I then place a few frozen chunks in my suet feeders daily or as needed and can even use them in the warmer months by putting out smaller pieces that are consumed before they become rancid. Good stuff, Candy, and thank you for sharing. We also heard from Patty Vincent up in Roxbury, Vermont, who says, Hi, Ray, it has been very warm up here. We've lost much of the nearly foot and a half of our snow between last Tuesday and today. The dirt road to our home is nearly impassable, with mudded ruts in places we have not seen before. Early mud season for us. And just now, March 1st, a pair of beautiful red-winged blackbirds arrived early for us here at 1,700 feet. Thanks for that report, Patty. Meanwhile, it would be pretty cool to have this bird show up in your backyard. It's our mystery bird. This is a preview of our mystery bird contest. A couple of clues here. Our bird is a kind of warbler, although the word warbler is not part of its name. Looks maybe more like a thrush or a sparrow than a warbler. A small songbird with a brown back, white undersides with dark stripes and a white eye stripe. Bobs its tail as it forages along wooded streams. And here's one more clue. Pretty good one. It shares its first name with a southern state. Big prizes here. The Droll Yankees Window Mount Songbird Feeder. Plus Audubon Park Nut and Fruit Blend. Five pounds and a download of the amazing LarkWire app that makes learning bird sounds a game on our mystery bird contest coming along a bit later in the show. So be ready to call in when we uh, kind of give the signal there on our mystery bird contest this morning. Extra, extra, read all about it. Some of the videos and stories we have for you on our extra, Facebook extra, page this week. Tired of the same old red cardinals? We'll link you to a video of a bright yellow northern cardinal recently spotted in Alabama. Researchers, by the way, think a genetic mutation is responsible for the highly unusual color, but they say it may also be the result of a dietary deficiency. 
We mentioned our young ambassador from Coquitlam, British Columbia, ABA Young Birder of the Year, Adam Dalla, a moment ago. Well, Adam has sent us some of his really extraordinary bird photographs. These from Costa Rica. We posted some of them on our Facebook page. They're pretty amazing. And don't miss the photo of our first Make Your Own Swag contest winner, Kevin Reardon. Proudly displaying his Talking Birds patch on the cover of his spotting scope way up in the Colorado Rockies. That's on our page right now, too. Well, we are so thankful for more Talking Birds ambassadors uh, joining up here, handing out cards, promoting the show, and birds and conservation. Thanks to our newest members, Jason Reed from Pinsburg, Pennsylvania, just north of Philadelphia. Jason says, I've enjoyed your show for many years now, and are, I'm excited about helping you in the future. Well, that's really nice. Thank you so much, Jason. Thanks to Susan O. from Yarmouthport, Massachusetts. Susan won our Mystery Bird Contest last week and then volunteered to become a Talking Birds ambassador. Thank you so much, Susan. Thanks to Scott Bauman from Wappen, Wisconsin. He says, Wappen is the gateway to the Horicon Marsh National Wildlife Area. I do a lot of green birding, he says, from my bike and walking in and around Horicon Marsh. I listen to Talking Birds podcasts while at work. Listening to others talk about birds helps the day go by quickly. The Mystery Bird segment is one of my favorites. Thank you so much, Scott, in Wampin, Wisconsin. And thank you, Rochelle Backer from Arlington, Tennessee. She says, love your show. Check out my blog. And we have, and it's really terrific. And we'll post a connection to Rochelle's blog on our Facebook page, too. Thank you, Rochelle. Well, Talking Birds listeners, please consider joining Rochelle and Scott and Susan and Jason in our Talking Birds Ambassadors program. Hand out some of our info cards to your friends and associates. Spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation. It's easy to do, easy to sign up for. Just click on the contact button at TalkingBirds.com and choose the Become an Ambassador option. Till to come on our show today, we'll revisit a talk with the Cornell Lab of Ornithology's Dr. Dave Taves about why some warblers go where they go in the spring and don't go where you might think they would in some cases. Plus, back to the backyard with tips from the Birdwatcher's General Store's own Mike O'Connor. We've had some big storms around here. Mike is going to talk about that in our Let's Ask Mike live segment. And Skunk Blackbird, Meadow Wink, and Butterbird are some of the nicknames for today's featured feathered friend. That segment is up next, presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Welcome to the Talking Birds Poetry Corner. Today featuring part of a poem by William Cullen Bryant, who wrote... Merrily swinging on briar and weed, Robert of Lincoln is telling his name. Bobolink, Bobolink, Spink, Spank, Spink. Words by William Cullen Bryant and brought to our attention by our wonderful Talking Birds contributor, Audrey O'Connor. Thank you, Audrey. Well, it may be just a little bit early to be thinking of spring, but when it comes time for that spring migration, the bobolink does it in a big way. Traveling from south of the equator and completing a round trip of over 12,000 miles, 
The Cornell Lab of Ornithology says that one female bobolink, known to be at least nine years old, was presumed to have made this trip in each of those years, racking up a total distance equivalent to circling the Earth four and a half times at the equator. And here's something unique about the beautiful bobolink. It's the only North American bird that is black underneath and white on the back. A very unusual pattern that helps the male stand out while he's performing his displays. The male bobolink and the female in a more subdued way also sports an unmistakable field mark. The nape or back of the head and neck is a creamy yellowish color. After breeding though, this medium-sized songbird changes into drab camouflaged plumage for the rest of the year. We love the bobolink here in North America, but down in their wintering grounds in Argentina, Bolivia, and Paraguay, they're often considered agricultural pests as big flocks descend on croplands, including rice fields, giving the bobolink one of its nicknames, the rice bird. Its black and white colors have earned it the nickname skunk blackbird, and it also answers to meadowwink, reed bird, and thanks to that creamy-colored nape, the Butterbird. Sing us that rolling, bubbling, jangling song, Mr. Butterbird. You can look for this spectacular migration champion in grassy or weedy meadows. But you don't have to hurry. They'll be arriving in friendly breeding territory here in the Northeast sometime in early May. And that's today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend, the Bobolink. Thanks again for being with us here on our show number 666. We're trying to kind of figure out our time here this morning, so we're going to hold off on talking with our friend Dave Taze from Cornell Lab and figure out if we'll be able to uh, do that in just a little bit here on our show a little bit later. In the meantime, we invite you to visit our website. We do that all the time because we uh, hope you will, and visit our Facebook page and uh, Twitter place there. So our website is TalkinBirds.com. No G in talking. That's TalkinBirds.com. Dot com and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Talking Birds. Just a little uh, program reminder, especially if you're in New England and particularly maybe northern New England, we'll be broadcasting our show on the Memorial Day weekend from L.L. Bean in Freeport, Maine. That's the big L.L. Bean um, Maine Audubon Birding Festival. We'll be doing our show from there on the Sunday of that Memorial Day weekend. So if you're anywhere near the great state of Maine or would like to head there, pretty nice place to be uh, in late spring, well, put on your calendar to join us there for our Talking Birds show live from L.L. Bean in Freeport, Maine, the L.L. Bean and Maine Audubon Birding Festival on the Sunday of the Memorial Day weekend. Coming up next here, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. Here at 
Talking Birds, we're for the birds. And we want to say thanks to another Talking Birds ambassador who's helping to spread the word about birds and conservation. My name is Kevin South, and I'm calling from Roseburg, Oregon. I decided to become a Talking Birds ambassador because I really enjoyed the show and I became more passionate about birding in my community. And I wanted to share that not only with my coworkers and friends, but also the students that I teach. I actually do birding lessons with my third graders as a result of Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll become a Talking Birds ambassador. Just visit our website, TalkingBirds.com. Click on the contact button and then choose the Become an Ambassador option. We'll send you some info cards to hand out to your friends and neighbors. That's the contact button at TalkingBirds.com. And thanks. By the way, we're uh, broadcasting our show uh, in a live uh, manner on a somewhat limited uh, basis here this morning. So we offer a special encouragement to our local listeners on the South Shore on our Mystery Bird contest. Uh, maybe you've had difficulty getting through to us. Here's an excellent uh, chance to uh, do so uh, this morning with our we have some technical problems as a result of the just enormous uh, and long-lasting storm. Uh, here in uh, Massachusetts, uh, where we are here on the South Shore. Uh, there are very few places here on Sunday, the 4th of March, with power or Internet. And this storm really arrived on Friday, continued through Saturday, and is still causing havoc here on Sunday. As we were driving down to the radio station this morning, all through this area, pretty much uh, everything is closed no power in most of the places. Fortunately, here we're at this uh, great radio station, WATD, with generator power enabling us to uh, get our show on the air, if only on a limited basis. And, of course, we'll do our podcast version as well, which you may be listening to right now. Our Mystery Bird Contest is sponsored by Audubon Park. Wild bird food. Look for Audubon Park next time you're buying food for your backyard birds. By the way, uh, you can be a member of our Talking Birds uh, Mystery Bird Contest list of winners if you haven't been a winner here in the last uh, six months here on Talking Birds. The number to call is 781-837-4900. That's 781-837-4900. Sound of our mystery bird? Our mystery bird is a type of warbler, although the word warbler isn't part of its name, and it kind of looks more like a thrush or maybe a sparrow than a warbler. Our bird is a small songbird with a brown back, white undersides with dark stripes, and a white eye stripe. It bobs its tail constantly as it forages along wooded streams. One more clue, it shares its name with a southern state. That's a pretty big clue there, we think. Here are the prizes for our Mystery Bird Contest this morning. We have a Droll Yankees window mount songbird feeder with the unique songbird and blueberries design and a clear view of the birds right at your window. It holds two cups of seed or fruit or mealworms, and it attaches firmly to your window, in case you wondered about that. Bonus prizes from Audubon Park Wild Bird Food. We have the nut and fruit blend a big five pound package from Audubon Park and we have a download to your iOS device or online access to the LarkWire app the app that makes learning bird sounds a game 
That's a pretty cool item there, too. So those are our prizes, and that's the list of clues. And there's the sound of our mystery bird. What is it? 781-837-4900 is the number. 781-837-4900. Talking about stormy weather. We'll check in with Mike O'Connor for more about that and how it uh, can affect, well, feeding birds and birds in general just about anywhere where a storm might occur. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. It ain't easy being wild. People try to help birds, but they don't always know the best way. Well, the folks at Audubon Park Wild Bird Food can help with their bird feeding do's and don'ts. Great tips on attracting and feeding birds and helping them survive and thrive. Audubon Park is celebrating 60 years as a family-owned business providing food safety certified products. Find Audubon Park's bird feeding do's and don'ts at audubonpark.com. That's audubonpark.com. Then click on Better for Birds. Now a word from our friends at Birdwatching Magazine. For over a quarter century, Birdwatching Magazine has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Whether you enjoy birds in your own backyard or far afield, you'll find information in every issue to help you find, attract, identify, and understand birds. Regular contributors include Ken Kaufman, David Sibley, Pete Dunn, Laura Erickson, and other birding experts. Learn more at birdwatchingdaily.com. Down on Cape Cod, uh, we know the sun is always out on the Cape. Not sure how that happens when there's a major storm coming through, but it's just the way it is on Cape Cod. Mike O'Connor is down there, and I believe uh, he is with us right now. Are you there, Mike? Oh, my God, just barely. Yeah, but I'm here, right? Even with the sun out, I'm in the dark. <laughs> I believe you have, you have lashed yourself to a large pole-mounted bird feeder. Is that correct? <laughs> Sorry, hey, even... <laughs> I signed me down in front of our shop. So anybody in New Orleans, for us, look for a place where the sign used to be. That would be a, oh, a storm. I love that. Could be a slogan. Look for the place where the sign used to be. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we have to kind of apologize for the. We have to apologize for the sound of your, of our connection here with you. We, we we've gotten you on a cell phone this morning because uh, you have no power. Still, where you are, even though the well, the storm has ended uh, here in eastern Massachusetts, but uh, the effects are definitely still uh, still in place. So that kind of leads us to our topic, doesn't it? About birds in storms. This is a I think about you know uh, songbirds migrating up here, which they'll be doing soon. They hit a bad uh, weather patch and come crashing down in a fallout. Terrible for them, but great for bird watchers who get to see. Sometimes uh, dozens of species all at once. Now, that could be the same thing happening now. Probably not. Not so much now. I mean, I think the migration really hasn't kicked up the high deer. I would think that's an exciting time. But I'm thinking uh, of birds, just birds being blown, just affected by the weather, being blown in well, where they wouldn't. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. People have um, right off, right, you know, a half a mile from where we are. Is uh, people are seeing uh, several puffins yesterday and duskies, little tiny. Uh, seabirds that were blown off, but usually further out in the ocean, mm-hmm. and we can see it from the field. So that that was kind of exciting. Uh, but most of our birds, you could tell the sun was coming because they were eating crazy at the feeders, and then they hunkered down. Mm. The uh, you know the, some of the cavity nests like bluebirds and chickadees and woodpeckers, both look for cavity when there's a storm coming and kind of ride it out. But the other birds, robins, excellent. They tend to do is go to the leeward side, 
of the tree get out of the wind so let the tree take the because the wind was crazy it was almost 100 miles an hour here mm. so they 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 walk onto a bridge and they've got these flexor tendons in there so when they sit down they're locked on and get off if they wanted to without standing up so so the only way they're moving from their branches if the branch takes off with them, they'll go with it. Mm-hmm. And it's an amazing adaptation because if we hung on to a tree, we'd be exhausted after 15 minutes. They don't use any energy. They just lock them into place, which is pretty cool. Some of the other birds, I remember a few years ago, I was out um, not far from the station in Duxbury Beach, and a squall came up, and I was in a car, but this squall came up. It was hail and we're rocking and stuff, and I was watching a family of, Dunlins, little showbreds, and, and as this crazy wind came, I thought they would fly up, ride the wind, and, and get out of there. They got up and they flew. I'm not sitting more than five feet, and they went right behind a little bluff, a little tuft of mm-hmm. grass. They flapped out, and the sand just went. Everything blew right over them, and, and as soon as it stopped, they just came back up and started picking around like there was nothing. So they got yeah. out of the wind, really. They, they knew how to handle it. Well, you must be selling a lot of bird feeders because all the ones down there have been blown away into the neighbor's yard <laughs> in the last couple of days. I hope I, hope I can. <laughs> as soon as I can open up and get some power. Look for the place with no sign in the front. And you've got it. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, All right, we'll talk to you in calmer times next uh, week. Mike O'Connor down there at the legendary Bird Watchers General Store on uh, Cape Cod, where there's been some pretty tough weather here in the last uh, couple of days. Meanwhile, we're back here at the Mystery Bird Contest. This is the bird we're trying to identify, a type of warbler. The word warbler, though, is not in its name. Looks maybe more like a thrush or a sparrow than a warbler. Small songbird with a brown back, white undersides with dark stripes and a white eye stripe. It bobs its tail constantly as it forages along wooded streams. And one more clue, it shares its first name with a southern state. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. 781-837-4900. And Mary is in Plymouth, Massachusetts, America's hometown. But we uh, don't seem to have the connection with her right now. But perhaps we can restore that momentarily. In the meantime, we have Kristen, uh, who's uh, right in our town here of Marshfield, Massachusetts. Uh, uh, Good morning, Kristen. How are you doing with the storm? I'm fine. We're doing okay. Okay. We were lucky to have power, but we got a tree on our house, so that's okay. about it. Oh, well, I guess it, it it could be worse, as they say. It could be. But you yep. have power, <laughs> so that's something right there. Uh, okay, right. so uh, how about our mystery bird, uh, Kristen? Um, we were thinking the Carolina Wren. Carolina Wren. you got the kind of a southern state name in there, but it doesn't happen to be the southern state we were, we were oh. thinking of here. Oh. <laughs> but a top-quality uh, attempt, anyway. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kristen. All right. Kristen, Have a great uh, day. Thanks. Thank you, you too, <laughs> Kristen. All right. Uh, not Hi. Carolina Wren. What is our mystery bird? 781-837-4900. Can you tell us what our mystery bird is? A type of warbler, although the warbler, uh, the word warbler is not in its name. A small songbird with a brown back. White undersides, uh, undersides with dark stripes and a white eye stripe. It bobs its tail constantly as it forages forages along wooded streams and if you miss that other clue uh it shares its first name with a southern state kevin is in situate massachusetts good morning kevin i uh, <laughs> i was guessing probably uh a carolina thrush 
Carolina thrush. That's a new one on us, a Carolina thrush. Is that, is that kind of your own personal bird, Kevin? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's <laughs> that's all right. We need new species. We're running out of them over here. But uh, not a Carolina thrush. But, Kevin, thank you so much, and I hope you're doing okay with the storm or the aftermath of it here in eastern Mass. Yeah, we're doing fine. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Let's go to Carol. She's a little further inland here in Massachusetts in uh, Randolph, Mass. Uh, Carol, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's the storm affect where you are? A tree down across the street from us, but, Mm -hmm. you know, other than that, we're hanging in there. All right. Well, good for you. And how about uh, our mystery bird? Let's see how you'll do with that this morning. What do you think uh, it is? A Louisiana water thrush? Yes, absolutely right. You got the right state and the right right bird. (laughs) Perfect combination. Yeah. Louisiana water thrush. You've got the right answer, and you'll win our beautiful uh, bevy of prizes there, uh, Carol. And if you'll stay on the line, we will send them to you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for calling in. Louisiana water thrush is our bird. We are out of time. I can hardly believe it. Canada's boreal forest comprises about one-third of the circumpolar boreal forest that rings the northern hemisphere way up there. We'll talk to the man who knows perhaps more about that than anybody else. Dr. Jeff Wells will be our guest next week. Thanks to Mark Duffield, Debbie Bleacher, and Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. We'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store. Orleans Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By L.L. Bean, inspiring you to get outdoors. LLBean.com. By Celestron, offering binoculars and scopes for birders of all levels. Celestron.com. And by Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com.